Hello and welcome to the Adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. We present Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve in the second episode of Paul Temple and the Gilbert Case, a new Francis Durbridge serial in eight parts. Episode two, The Third Shoe. Well, Mr. Metcalf, I wonder if you could help me. If I can. I dare say you read about that murder, the Gilbert Affair. Gilbert Affair? Yes, a girl called Brenda Sterling was murdered. She was a model at Conway and Races. I seem to remember something about it. She was found on a bomb site. Yes, that's right. Uh, there's a picture of her in this newspaper. Oh. Have you ever seen her before? Uh, me? Why, no. No, never. She's never been in here, for instance? No, not to my knowledge. You're sure? A positive. Here. Who's that? The other picture. Hmm? <coughs> oh, that's a girl called June Michael. She tried to commit suicide. Go on. When was that? This afternoon. Well, I've seen her before. She dropped into the pub here about oh, a month ago now. Remember her well. Good-looking girl. Sat over there in the corner. Had three pink gins. You sure? Of course I'm sure. Was she alone? What, a girl with her looks? <laughs> no. No, there was a fellow with her. Funny chap. Grey hair. Walked with a stick. Looked to me as if he'd got a bit of a gammy leg. Was his name Sterling? Oh, I wouldn't know. I only said about half a dozen words to him. But you're sure about the girl, Miss Michael? Positive. Hmm. Well, thank you, Mr. Metcalf. Not at all. Oh, excuse me. I must attend to that customer. Yes, of course. Well, I just don't understand it. If it was Wilfred Sterling... Oh, it was Sterling, all right, unless Metcalf's lying, and I don't think he is. Why should he? But it was Sterling who told you about the diary. About the name Lord Fairfax. No, wait a minute, Steve. Sterling didn't mention the name Lord Fairfax. Hmm? He simply showed me his daughter's diary. On May the 12th, it said L. Fairfax, 8.30. It was my guess that the name might refer to Lord Fairfax. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Well, I don't see how all these bits and pieces fit together. No. Look, let's sit down on one of those settles. Bring a glass. Yes. Now, let's take the case from the beginning. All right. Howard Gilbert is engaged to a model called Brenda Sterling. One night they quarrel, and next morning Brenda is found murdered. Yes. Gilbert is accused and found guilty. But the girl's father, Wilfred Sterling, doesn't think that Gilbert did murder her, and produces a diary of Brenda's to prove that she was meeting someone called L. Fairfax. But no one seems to have heard of Fairfax. Yes, and then you hit upon the idea that possibly the name in the diary referred to an inn or a public house. Exactly. And the police discover that there is an inn called the Lord Fairfax. We come to it and find that Sterling has previously been here with a friend of Brenda's called June Michael. And that's the whole story, except for two very interesting points. First, the shoes. Yes, when the police found Brenda Sterling, one of her shoes was missing. Mm -hmm. And when we found June Michael after she'd attempted suicide, one of her shoes was missing. Yes, and second, Lance Reynolds, a friend of Gilbert's, produces a letter addressed to Gilbert written by someone called Fairfax. Yes. You know, when Reynolds produced that letter, 
I thought your theory about a public house had been blown sky high. <laughs> so did I. Then we find that there is a pub called the Lord Fairfax and that both Sterling and Joe Michael have been here. Yes. It certainly is very puzzling. You know, Paul, if you're going to get involved in this case... Get? I am involved in Yes, it. but I mean really involved. I think you ought to see Howard Gilbert. After all, if you're going to... What are you smiling at? I am seeing him. Tomorrow morning. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to come? Oh, no. No, thank you. I've been in lots of places, but not Penton. Mm, I thought you'd say that. Well, come on. Let's go back to town. Was that Isha we came through? No, Isha's about three or four miles. Last place was Cobham. Oh, slow down, Steve. You're doing over 60. It's all right. It's a good road. Mm, just as well. What time do you think you'll be tomorrow morning? Half past ten. Is Sir Graham going with you? I hope not, although he found the governor of the prison and made the arrangements. I want to see Gilbert on his own, if possible. Paul, about that letter that was supposed to have been written by Fairfax. Yeah? You remember what it said? I wonder whether you did murder her or whether... You happen to be the unlucky one they've picked on. Yes. Well, if the they doesn't refer to the police, then obviously it must... Oh, 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 break, Steve, break. I can't see where I'm going. It, it's all right, darling, I've got the handbrake. <laughs> Lord, it's made a mess of the windscreen, all right. I, I can't see a thing. Uh, switch the engine off. Yes, sir. Now, I'll have a look. Was it a stone? I don't know what it was. Did you see anybody by the side of the road? No, I didn't. Paul, this has happened before on this road. What do you mean? Uh, several people have had their windscreens smashed. Don't you remember reading about it? Yes, of course. We're between Isher and Cobham. Yes. This is the mysterious mile, or whatever they call it. Well, we are not the only ones, anyway. No. I thought at first... What? Oh, nothing, nothing. Look, move over, Steve. I'll drive. Well, look... You won't be able to see, you know. Hmm? Oh. I shall now. <laughs> yes. Why don't you sit in the back? It won't be so drafty. No, I'm all right, if you don't drive too fast. Steve, what did you think it was? At first, I mean. The same as you, Mr. Temple. A bullet. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, Paul, what time is it? Just gone nine. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, well, this is too bad. I asked Charlie to call me at a quarter to eight. He did call you at a quarter to eight. You said, good morning, Charlie. Oh, thank you, Charlie. I'll be down in a moment, Charlie. And then you fell asleep. Is it really nine o'clock? Six minutes past, to be exact. Oh, dear. <laughs> Steve, um, I shan't be in for lunch. I'm lunching with Sir Graham. Oh? When did you arrange that? Last night. I spoke to him on the phone after we got back from Farnham. Did you tell him about Sterling and Jewel Michael? Yes. What did he say? <laughs> well, you know Sir Graham. He can be delightfully non-committal. Well, if Gilbert doesn't get a reprieve, when will they... The second. That's a week on Tuesday. So we've got just over a week? Yes. Are you optimistic? I'm always optimistic. 
Even about breakfast. Oh, I'm sorry. I told Charlie to make coffee. Oh, don't worry, darling. The tea was delicious. Sorry. Oh, I must be off. I've got to pick up the car, and I'm seeing Gilbert at half past ten. Oh, yes, of course. Well, when will you be back? Well, it depends how long I'm with Sir Graham. Look, why don't you meet me at Hayter's for tea? Say, quarter to four? Yes, all right. Excuse me, sir. Oh, what is it, Charlie? Mr. Sterling's here. Oh. Is he in the drawing room? Yes, sir. Did you expect him? No, but I phoned him last night, and he was out. Look, if I don't see you before I go, Steve... Haters, a quarter to four. Yes, all right. Um, would you like tea, Mrs. Temple, or coffee? Tea, I... Charlie, definitely <laughs> oh, tea. Yes, sir. Good morning, Mr. Temple. I'm sorry I was out when you telephoned last night. Oh, that's all right. I just slipped down to the hospital. Hospital? To see Miss Michael. Oh, yes, of course. What a shocking business. Whatever possessed the poor girl to do such a thing... Is Miss Michael a friend of yours? Of mine, no, but she was a friend of Brenda's. I, I told you about her. She worked at Conway and Race. Yes, I know she was a friend of your daughter's, but uh, I wondered if she was a friend of yours too, by any chance. No, I think I've only seen her half a dozen times. Then why did you go to the hospital? I wanted to talk to her. Oh. Uh, did you talk to her? No, they wouldn't let me see her. They said she was still unconscious. What exactly was it you wanted to talk about? I wanted to know why she tried to commit suicide. She was such a lively, high-spirited girl. I'm sure there must have been a reason, a very good reason, for doing what she did. There usually is a reason. I don't think you understand. Oh, I understand perfectly. You think that Miss Michael's attempt at suicide was connected in some way with the murder? Yes, that's exactly what I think. Well, if it's any consolation to you, that's my opinion too, Mr. Sterling. Is that why you telephoned me last night? No, I wanted to ask you a question. Oh? You showed me a diary belonging to your daughter. It had the name L. Fairfax in it. Yes. You said you'd never heard the name before. That's right, I hadn't. Does the name Lord Fairfax mean anything to you? Lord Fairfax? No. You've never been to a public house called the Lord Fairfax? Not that I know of. Well, I'm practically a teetotaler, so it's not very likely. Is Miss Michael a teetotaler? June. Well, I really don't know. I've never been in her company long enough to... Uh... No, as a matter of fact, she isn't. You sure? Yes, I've just remembered. Uh, we had a drink together one night uh, about a month ago. It was while the trial was on. I wanted to talk to June, and I telephoned her. She said she was taking a dress out to Farnham... And I arranged uh, to meet her there. At Farnham? Well, you see, I work at Guildford, so it was quite easy for me to get to Farnham. Ah. Go on. Yeah, well, we called at a hotel, uh, the White Swan. Is that where you had the drink? No, that was on the way home. It was, it was June's idea. We were both feeling rather depressed, and she said a drink would do us good. Well, we stopped at some pub or other. I can't remember the name. It was called the Lord Fairfax. Lord Fairfax? Yes. Are you sure? Quite sure. I take it you didn't notice the name? No. No, I'm afraid I didn't. Well, I'd no reason to notice it. Hmm. Had Miss Michael been there before? Well, she didn't say, but I think she must have, because it was right off the main road, and she found it so easily. I remember thinking at the time it was an awfully difficult place to find if you'd never been there before. Hmm, I see. Excuse me. Certainly. Hello? Yes, yeah, speaking. Yes, yeah, certainly. Oh, good morning, Sir Graham. Yes, I'm seeing him at half past ten. That's right. Yes, I will, of course. Oh, I was just going to ask you... Oh. Oh, I see. 
Well, uh, thank you for ringing. Goodbye. Mr. Temple. Yeah? Am I to understand that you think the name L. Fairfax, the name in Brenda's diary, referred to the place where June and I stopped for a drink that night? I think it's a possibility. And you think my daughter had an appointment there? It's a possibility. But I asked June about the name Fairfax, and she said she'd never heard of it. Remember, I told you that. Yes, I remember. You know, it's my opinion June knows a great deal more about this affair than anyone else. I've got to talk to her before it's too late. It's already too late. What? June Michael died this morning. friend of Inspector Kingston's. Paul Temple? Yes. You write books or something, don't you? <laughs> books. Uh, may I sit down? Yes, if you want to. Gilbert, I have a contract for two novels and a collection of short stories. Well? I'm only trying to impress you with the fact that I didn't come here to waste my time. I'm a busy man. All right, I'm impressed. Now what happened? Did you murder Brenda Sterling? Uh, you certainly are a busy man. You haven't even read the newspapers. Of course I murdered Brenda. He went to the theatre one night. We had a row, I lost my temper, I took her onto a bombsite and strangled her. It was all quite simple. Nothing complicated. A woman called Mrs. Talbot saw me do it. At least she saw me running away. Uh, just in case there's any doubt in your mind. I had an alibi and they found blood on my handkerchief. The right kind of blood. Oh, and I made two statements. Both highly contradictory. Did you steal her shoe? What? I said, did you steal her shoe? Oh, yes, of course. I remember one of her shoes was missing. That's right. Did you see him? Oh, but of course. Why? Well, one doesn't commit a murder every day. It was an occasion. I took the shoe as a memento. Left or right? Huh? Only one shoe was missing. Which one did you take? The left or the right? The left. Wrong. What do you mean? It was the right shoe that was missing. Oh. You know, you seem to me to be rather an impetuous young man. When you left Soho Square, your I never went near Soho Square. But you must have done. That's where they found the body, or just around the corner. Besides, this Mrs. Talbot we've heard so much about saw you running down Greek Street. Did she? Well, didn't she? Look, if you've a lot of work to do, my advice to you is to go home and do it. I'm not sure I want to take your advice. Why did you come here? What do you want? Did they tell you about June Michael? What about her? She committed suicide. When? Yesterday afternoon. Oh, I can't believe it. It's in all the papers. 
In any case, why shouldn't you believe it? But June was such a happy person, so full of life. Why should she commit suicide? Why should you murder Brenda Sterling? I didn't murder her. Look, tell me, what really happened that night? Well, well, we, we had a row. Brenda left me outside the theatre and I walked down to the car park. I drove round for about an hour and then I put the car into St. James's Square and went for a walk. Why? What do you mean, why? Well, why did you go for a walk? Well, I... I was upset because of what I'd said to Brenda and I wanted to think. Mm-hmm. I walked almost as far as the Victorian Albert Museum. Then I retraced my steps, picked up the car and drove home. I got back about half past twelve. Mm, it's not a very good alibi, is it? It was never meant to be an alibi. And if I'd wanted an alibi, I could have thought of a very much better one than that. You did? What do you mean? In your first statement, you told Inspector Kingston that you arrived home at half past ten. Yes, I know. I don't know what made me say that. I must have lost my head. How do you account for the fact that Mrs. Torbett recognised you? She can't have recognised But she did. She picked you out in an identity parade. Then she made a mistake. Is that your only explanation? Look, I told you I didn't murder Brenda. I told you I didn't go near Soho Square. I'm not suggesting that you did. You said Mrs. Torbett recognised me. But she did. Then I say she made a mistake. All right, all right. Let's look at it from another angle. Did you recognise Mrs. Torbett? Had you seen her before? No. You're sure? Yes, I'm quite sure. What about Mr. Sterling, Brenda's father? Did he recognise her? I... I don't know. I... I don't think he even saw her. But he must have done. They were both at the trial. Well, I really don't know whether he recognised her or not. I suppose if he had done, he'd have told the police. Yes, I suppose so. Look, I... I'm sorry I lost my temper. I, I didn't mean to be rude, but... You're only wasting your time. If you didn't murder Brenda, and I don't think you did kill it, then you were wrongly convicted. In which case, I'm most certainly not wasting my time. But we've never even met before. You don't know anything at all about me. And all the evidence points towards the fact that I did murder Brenda. Well? And why are you so sure that I didn't? Did you steal the shoe? No. Then who did? I don't know. Did you ever go to a public house called the Lord Fairfax? No. Have you heard of it? I don't think so. Have you ever heard of a person called Fairfax? L. Fairfax? No. Oh, wait a minute. Mr. Sterling mentioned someone called Fairfax. I I believe he came across the name in a diary belonging to Brenda. That's right. But you'd never heard the name before he mentioned it? No, never. Read this letter, Gilbert. What is it? Read it. It's addressed to me. Yes. The Danila Hotel, Como. Dear Howard, so now it's all over, all over, and they've found you guilty. I wonder whether you did murder Brenda Sterling. I met you once a long time ago, and I expect you've forgotten. When I heard about the murder and saw Brenda's photo in the papers, I said to myself, there but for the grace of God. Dear Brenda, a lovely creature, but she wasn't a very easy person, was she, Howard? I wonder whether you did murder her, or whether you happened to be... The unlucky one they picked on her, wonder. Was her shoe missing, Howard? Ask the police. It might be worth your while. L. Fairfax. But, but what does this mean? I, I just don't understand it. 
did you get this letter? Your friend Lance Reynolds gave it to me. Apparently it arrived yesterday afternoon. But I told you, I, I'd never heard of anyone called Fairfax and All right, Gilbert. Don't worry about it. Give me the letter. Now, listen, I shall probably see you again, perhaps at the end of the week, but if Sir Graham Forbes comes to see you, or Inspector Kingston, or anyone else, don't lose your temper, and don't get facetious. You understand? Yes. All right. And if they ask you anything about the shoe, keep quiet and say nothing. Your guesses are too good, you know. Hmm? It was the left shoe that was missing. So sorry, I'm late, dear. Late? It is nearly five o'clock. Yes, I know. I'm awfully sorry, Steve, but... <laughs> oh, what a day. Did you see Gilbert? Yes. Well? He's a strange fellow. He's got a chip on his shoulder. It's not exactly surprising. But he didn't do it, Steve. I'm convinced he didn't. Would you like some tea? No, there isn't time. Come on. But where are we going? I want to talk to a woman called Mrs. Talbot. Mrs. Talbot? Hmm. Gilbert's supposed to have bumped into her soon after it happened. Oh, yes, of course. She identified him. That's right. Why do you want to see her? Because I've got a shrewd suspicion that she was lying. I don't think she did see Gilbert. Oh, but darling, she identified him. She picked him out of several people. Yes. Where does she live? Soho Square. I've got the address. Uh, have you paid for the tea? Yes, I have. <laughs> Paul... I had lunch on my own today at the buttery. Yeah? And just as I was finishing, Miss Wayne came in. Miss Wayne? You remember? She's a buyer at Conway and Races. You were talking to her yesterday afternoon. You asked her about Jill Michael. Oh, yes, of course. Well, I don't know whether she saw me or not. If she did, she didn't take any notice. Anyway, she sat at a corner table, and after a few minutes, she was joined by someone else. Well, go on. It was Lance Reynolds. Reynolds? Yes. You sure? Oh, I couldn't mistake Reynolds. Even if I hadn't seen him, I'd have recognized his voice. Reynolds and Miss Wayne. Hmm. Hmm. I thought you'd be interested, Mr. Temple. I don't think this is the place, Paul. It's a block of offices. No, this is the address Kingston gave me. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, this is it. They're not all offices. There are one or two flats. Here we are, Mrs. Talbot. It's over here on the ground floor. I shouldn't care to live in here. It isn't exactly clean. <laughs> oh, the bell's not working. That doesn't surprise me. The door's open. Mrs. Talbot? Mrs. Talbot? She can't be in. Doesn't look like it. Oh, well, she may have slipped out of the pillar box. Oh, Paul, we can't go in. Mrs. Talbot? Anybody in? She's obviously out. Mm. Or oh, very deaf. Not answering the phone. I suppose that's the bedroom over there. Yes, I should imagine so. What a dreadful flat. Oh, just look at that picture. <laughs> Whoever it is, they put it persistent. Yes. Answer it, Steve. What? Answer it, but don't say who you are. But Paul, we Steve, can't. please. Oh, all right. Hello. Is that Gerardo four five six? Yes. Who is that? Is that Mrs. Talbot? Yes. What about the Hamilton affair? Do I get the third shoe? 
Yes? You understand me? Do I get the third shoe? Yes. What happened? Paul, it was Reynolds. I'm sure it was. I recognized his voice. What did he say? He asked me if I was Mrs. Talbot, and I yes, said... Yes, yes, yes. But what did he say? He said, what about the Hamilton affair? Do I get the third shoe? Do I get the third shoe? Yes. You sure it was Reynolds? Oh, yes, positive. I recognized the voice immediately. Oh, he rang off rather suddenly. I wonder if he realized you weren't Mrs. Talbot. Perhaps, I don't know. But so long as he didn't recognize my voice... Oh, he wouldn't, would he, surely? Well, if he did, there's, there's someone coming. Hello, who are you? What's going on here? Uh, Mrs. Talbot? Yes, what's the idea? Did you just walk in here? Well, the door was open, Mrs. Talbot. Yeah, I know the door was open. I left it open. I've been upstairs to borrow a lipstick. Now, look here. What's the idea walking in here like I this? I apologise, Mrs. Talbot, but we did ring the bell, and when there was no reply... You just walked in. Well, you can just walk out, both of you. Now, go on, get out. Go on, before I send for the police. Look, my name is Temple. I'm a friend of Inspector Kingston's. Oh. This is my wife. How do you do, Mrs. Talbot? What do you want? Well, we... we wanted to have a little chat. Oh, I see. So you just dropped in for a cosy little chat. Well, you're unlucky, both of you. I'm just off. It won't take long. Three or four minutes. I'm due at the cafe at half past five, and I'm late already. Oh, all right. Uh, another time, perhaps. And uh, once again, we apologise, Mrs. Talbot. Uh, come on, Steve. Uh, just a minute. Mm -hmm. What is it you want to talk about, anyway? The Gilbert case? Yes. Oh, I thought so. Howard Gilbert. Lord, am I sick and tired of that name? Well, you were an important witness in the Gilbert case, Mrs. Talbot. Yeah, I certainly was. I was the only witness. Where do you work? In Greek Street? Yes, at Farnalio's. Were you coming back from Farnalio's the night you saw Gilbert? Yes. It was about half past twelve. Are you asking me or telling me? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you. Yes, it was about half past twelve. I saw him running off the bomb site. He bumped into me. You're sure it was Gilbert? Well, of course I'm sure. What was he wearing? You remember? No, I don't remember. Now, look, I've been through all this rigmarole before. I saw Gilbert, I told the police about it, and I picked him out. Now, what more do you want? Yes, you've been very cooperative. Well, then, for heaven's sake, leave me alone. You must have a very good memory for faces, Mrs. Talbot. Unless, of course, you'd seen him before. What do you mean? My wife means, had you seen Gilbert before he bumped into you that night? No, of course I hadn't. Now, look, I'm supposed to be at work at half past five, and it's a quarter to six already. Yes, all right, we won't keep you any longer. Oh, uh, there is just one point... When Gilbert bumped into you, did he say anything? No. You sure? Well, if he did, I didn't hear him. But I thought you told Inspector Kingston that he did say something, but you couldn't understand what it was. I don't remember what I told Inspector Kingston. No, but you've a very good memory, Mrs. Talbot. I've a very good memory for faces. Ah, yes. And I shan't forget yours in a hurry. Then, so far as you can remember, Gilbert didn't say anything. He just pushed you on one side. Yes, he did. But obviously you had a good look at him. Identified him, didn't I? How could I identify him if I didn't have a good look at him? Yes. All right, Mrs. Talbot. Now, come on now. I want the lock-up. You wouldn't like a key, would you, Mr. Temple? Just in case you feel like dropping in any time. Oh, hello, sir. Hello, Charlie. Shall I take those parcels, Mrs. Temple? Yes, please. Put them in the kitchen for the time being. Okay, that Please. Oh. Yes, ma'am. Oh, and there's an Inspector Kingston here, sir. He's in the drawing room. Oh, come on, Steve. Oh, hello, Inspector. I'm sorry to kept you waiting. Oh, that's all right. Uh, good evening, Mrs. Temple. Good evening, Inspector. You look worried, Kingston. Uh, yes, I am worried. Very worried. Why? What's happened? 
Well, early this afternoon we had a report Well, won't the inspector have a drink? Oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry, Kingston. Uh, would you like a whiskey and soda? At this moment, I'd give him a pension for a whiskey and soda. Oh, <laughs> you do seem to be in a bad way. <laughs> All right, Paul, I'll do it. Uh, one for me, too, dear. Inspector, before you tell me what happened this afternoon, I think you ought to know what I've been up to. I saw Howard Gilbert this morning. Yes, I know. Sir Graham told me. And I've just been talking to Mrs. Talbot. To Mrs. Talbot? Yes. When did you see Mrs. Talbot? About 20 minutes ago. We've just left her. Oh, what is it, Kingston? Mrs. Talbot's dead. Dead? That's why I came to see you. She was found in a field about six miles from Farnham. When was she found? This afternoon, about two o'clock. Two o'clock? Well, that's impossible. We've only just left her flat. Temple? Yes? One of her shoes was missing. In the second episode of Paul Temple and the Gilbert Case by Francis Durbridge, the cast was as follows. Paul Temple, Peter Cook, Steve, Marjorie Westbury, Charlie, James Beatty, Wilfred Sterling, Charles Leno, Detective Inspector Kingston, Duncan McIntyre, Lance Reynolds, Richard Williams, Howard Gilbert, David Peel, Mrs. Talbot, Anne Cullen, Dick Metcalf, Cyril Shapps, Awarder, Geoffrey Bond. The production was by Martin C. Webster. <laughs>